0: It'll be getting worse see, you think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and molly
1: huh? Eh? Just- you think Jesus was some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with well-known Christian musician, singer-songwriter Mark Schultz from the USA. He's released a new album called All Things Possible, well-known for being such a great singer-songwriter, telling great stories in his songs that he likes to write and perform. We've got him on the line right now. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great, man. Thanks so much for the interview. No worries. It's great to connect with you. Now, uh, for those who don't know much about uh, Mark Schultz and your history, uh, you were uh, uh, born in uh, 1970 uh, over in the States, and you've been nominated for a whole bunch of Dove Awards and different music awards over the years. Tell us a bit about your story, about what was your family life like when you were raised, and, and how did you come to Christ?
0: Yeah, you know, what's interesting, I was adopted when I was just a couple of weeks old. And uh, so that's always been a, a big part of who I am. And uh, I, I grew up in a Christian family. I had one older brother and a younger sister who weren't adopted. I was in the middle. And uh I had a great family life. And we lived in a small town uh, where everybody knew everybody else. Everybody knew everything about everybody else. And uh, uh, I got to play all the sports because there weren't enough people to play, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, I was growing up playing football, American football, and, Basketball and ran track and played baseball and, and uh, played baseball and ran track in college as well. Uh, and I've always been really good at, um, uh, sports, but it was music that I really loved and, and, um, I grew up, as I said, in a Christian home and, uh, was around Christian people and Christian values all my life, but it wasn't until I moved to Nashville, Tennessee after college, uh, where I wanted to pursue a music career that I, uh, found a church and, uh, Met up with a youth minister actually, who is is still a mentor to me today over these twenty some years, and um, really made me realize what it was to be a Christian and what it, what it meant to put my faith in Christ, and that really happened uh, for me in a in a large way uh, that decision uh, when I moved to Nashville and was out of my out on my own, and uh, and that's when I you know I was a youth director for ten years and I began to. Uh, hang out with kids and disciple them and be involved in their Bible studies, write songs and, uh, about what they were experiencing and what I was experiencing as their youth director and, and my first two or three records are songs about watching God work in their lives and my life when I was a youth minister.
1: So I see that you graduated from Kansas State University with a degree in marketing uh and then as you said worked as a as a youth worker as a youth leader in a the First Presbyterian Church uh in uh, in Nashville, Tennessee for uh, for about 10 years. Um were you yeah. writing songs around that time as well? Was that a big part of your youth ministry?
0: Yeah, what's interesting was uh I had a marketing degree, so the first thing that I came to do was to be a, a waiter here in Nashville to bring people their food, you know, in restaurants and I thought that'll really be using my marketing degree and uh I actually met the youth minister at a restaurant where I was working and um and that's where I was introduced to him and his wife and I just thought they were the greatest people in the world. And um and he said, Hey listen, why don't you come hang out at our church and get to know folks and he took me into a, a chapel that had a grand piano, and he said, uh, "Hey, listen, I want you to come play this piano." And I said, "Why would you do that?" And he said, "Well, because what have you? Why'd you come to Nashville?" And I said, I want "To write songs." And he said, "How many songs have you written this last year as a waiter?" And I said, "None." And he said, "Why?" And I said, "Because I'm trying to make enough money just to survive." And he said, "Okay, I'm going to pay you just to play the piano, and when you get a chance, hang out with some kids too." And what I didn't realize is he was really grooming me to become a youth director, a youth minister. And uh, for those 10 years, it was maybe 10 of the greatest years of my life, getting to uh, be mentored by him and, and be surrounded by these students. And he would say, hey, why don't you write a song? There's one uh, guy in our youth group, little boy in the seventh grade who's got cancer, and his dad's having a tough time. Why don't you write him a song? It was called He's My Son. Or uh, every year when the graduating seniors would graduate, Uh, the parents would have a banquet and, uh, each parent would pray over their son or daughter and say, uh, a special blessing to them before they went off to college. And he said, hey, why don't you write a song for that? And it was a song called Remember Me. And so all those first records were just songs that were coming straight out of my experiences
1: So in the year 2000 you released uh, your first studio album uh, self-titled, Mark Schultz uh, and then you've released a whole bunch of others since then and I I think the redemptive gift that you have is you're just a brilliant storyteller in your songs Um, There's one song here in Australia that has been featured on radio that I think has made many many a person choke up and cry when they hear the song Letters from War Uh, Such a powerful song, tell us how that song came about
0: Yeah, well, first of all, thank you. And I would say that um, the the things that I feel the strongest about are when something is real, when something has really happened, if I write a song about it, it seems to resonate with people because in my experience, what's real resonates more than a fictional story you just make up in your mind. And uh, my great-grandmother lived to be 100 years old. She had three sons who were in World War II. And uh, after she passed away, we were kind of cleaning out her house and we were up in the attic and we found these uh... letters that her sons had written her while they were overseas and um... and i was reading through the letters that i said tears running down my face and i thought man this has got to be a song so i wrote the song and it began to play on christian radio and here in the states and and uh... the army called and said man we just heard the song on the radio can we make a video of it and send it overseas to the troops in iraq and Afghanistan to let them know we're still cheering for them here in the states and i said sure and then the pentagon called and we went into the pentagon and did the song there and And uh, they said, hey, can we have more songs? And I was like, well, we didn't really prepare anymore. And they're like, well, we'll take whatever you got. And we did 45 minutes worth of praise and worship music at the Pentagon here in Washington, D.C., which was really great. And and now, you know, we've been all over the country uh, doing this song as well as all army bases and and such around the country. It's it's made a, a big impact.
1: Now, your latest album is called All Things Possible. And uh, there's a song on there uh, that I've heard a couple of times that's really stirred me up. And and it's it's a bit of a a focus on young girls, not just believing what the magazines tell them they should look like. Uh, Tell us a bit about that song.
0: Well, uh, I was touring overseas when we were over in Italy uh, a year and a half ago. And uh, it just so happens that I, I, I found a church there. The, for the time that we were there, and uh, I was doing their worship music as well as being kind of my wife and I were kind of mentoring some of the college students. And we were really overwhelmed with the amount of uh pressure we were learning that young girls face from magazines or movies or media in general that says, gosh, you know, you need to look this way and and uh, a certain way and act a certain way. And, and uh, most of that was really unbelievable because I realized in the industry that I'm in, Uh, say, you know, you, you get your photo taken for a record or, or a magazine or whatever. And if, if you don't like the way it looks, you can have somebody, you know, go in there and, uh, with computers now, you can really take the weight off and, you know, and and it's really, I think it's a really an advantage, uh, a disadvantage to girls because they can look at that and say, gosh, uh, if I'm that skinny, that is what I need to be to be loved. And we met so many girls that had either a, um, uh try to decide who they were by looking at the media and these magazines and let them magazines tell them who they really were or uh like gosh if I um, if I go further than I want to with a boy uh then he'll really love me, you know? And then uh it just it's the cycle. And so I tried to write a song that said, listen, uh, there's more to you than this, you know. And uh, and I know girls face this incredible, and, and boys to a certain extent, too, but it, terms, it seems like here in the States, at least, um, that the media has really taken an aim at women uh, to really um, denigrate them and, and take them down to the lowest possible common denominator. And, and this is just asking girls in the song to listen to God's deeper voice over the call of, of media.
1: Well, I just think, you know, you've got such a creative gift uh, in your songwriting. And, you know, that song we we're just talking about, More To You Than This, uh, is such has such an important message behind it. Uh, you know, there is a, a bit of a criticism of, of modern Christian music that it's all wishy-washy and it's not like the good theology of the good old hymns and all that kind of thing, you know. Um, but you, you really write meaty songs, songs with a really powerful message. Um, how important is it, do you think, that uh, Christian artists in this age are bringing a powerful message in the songs that they're bringing?
0: well i think it's it's important because um i mean that is that's what differentiates differentiates the music and and uh and i can see where I, the music when i first started in christian music was uh not as um, professionally done, I would say, as the pop music that was coming out. and This was 20 years ago, maybe, 15, 20 years ago. But it's gotten progressively better and better and better. And so, um, you know, you can hear a Christian song and not listen to the lyrics and hear a, a regular pop song off the, off the radio, a Top 40 song. And really, besides what they're talking about, you don't know which is which. I mean, it's really gotten great. And so um, I think for me, the message is the important thing. And I think I learned that as a youth director, uh, writing about real life, if I played the song uh, in church and for the kids that I was playing it for, you could tell very quickly uh, what was just fluff and what was really making uh, an impact on somebody's life. And I think I've just gotten so excited about the impact that my songs are making on on somebody's life. Let me give you a great example. You didn't ask for this, but I'm, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, I, I wrote a song uh, called What It Means to Be Loved about... Um, uh, a family who was the, a mom who was getting ready to give birth for, to her daughter but would learn from the doctor that the baby was only going to live to be a year old and then it probably would pass away because it had some complications. And the mother made a choice. Hey, listen, I I, I don't care whether my baby lives for one day or lives for for a 100 years. Uh, I want to love this baby because that's what I'm called to as a Christian. I just want to love her. And I wrote the song off a true story but I just got a letter from a, a family who actually adopted a girl from a hospital. The little girl didn't have a name, um, and she was only supposed to live for a few days, and they adopted her into their family. For 51 days, they took care of her, and the mom said, after hearing your song, I wanted this baby to be loved, uh, to be known, and to be missed when she was gone. And she writes letter letter. Uh, literally 51 days later, she was holding the baby on her chest uh wrapped inside of her uh bathrobe inside her bathrobe keeping her warm uh and the family was there and they were you know crying and praying and singing to her and everything and uh they came to one of my concerts and I sang them the song and the girls held the all the daughters held each other and you could not tell that this baby had just been with them for 51 days you would think this baby was part of their family for their whole life so it made that much of an impact and um, I hope those songs continue to reach out and and people will be moved to action uh, to show the love of God, and, and that's just a, a great example of, of
1: that. Well, it is so good to connect with you today. We're talking with Mark Schultz, 14-time Dove Award nominee and platinum-selling artist uh, from the States, uh, well-known for songs like Letters from War, He's My Son, uh, You're a Child of Mine. Uh, there's more to me than there's so many great songs that uh, that uh, we've been listening to over the years. Now, before we go, mate, you mentioned the love of God, and uh, I, one thing I always like to ask in our, our interview, Interviews is, you know, if there are people listening that aren't Christians and don't know what the love of God is, don't know what the gospel of Jesus Christ is, would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do people respond? Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I think uh, basically in a nutshell just to to make it easy, uh, and and this is from my own experience as well, um, I think I've I've worked so hard in my life to be good and and to um, Make my own way in this life and all that, and that's what I do when I was younger. But I think it really hit me when I became broken. When I first moved to Nashville, I became broken, and it was uh, I realized that life was not easy and life had struggles. And um, but I also realized for the mistakes that I made that uh, Jesus Christ, who was God's only Son, came to this earth and died for my sins, took on my sins, and took on uh, my failings. And it said, if I put my trust in him, um, that he would He would take my place for um, the death that I was going to experience, my physical and spiritual death that I was going to experience. And um, for me, uh, to hand my life over, and, and, and really it's a good idea, you know, the thought of it was behind the song, All Things Possible, when I was living for myself, um, it says in the Bible, "With man, this is not possible, but with God, all things are possible and uh and started my spiritual life and journey all over again. And so I would say to anybody tonight who is faced with um you you've made mistakes and you've you struggled, uh, to to just say simply, Jesus Christ, I know you came to this world because I'm not perfect, but you're the only perfect one. And I give you my life tonight as as I um as I let go of mine and uh and take on the gift of grace that you've given me. Uh, so that I might be whole and clean again forever, and uh, it's as easy as that. Um, and uh, today, uh, I know that um, uh, where I will go when I um, when I pass away from this earth into the next, um, uh, to be with Jesus Christ, and, and uh, it's a huge decision. And, and uh, I think once people do that and realize the, the gift that they've been given. Uh, a pretty, pretty joyful occasion
1: Well we're talking with Mark Schultz singer-songwriter from the, the States and uh, if people want to find out more and maybe uh, check out all your albums your YouTube clips, all your goodies there the website is markschultzmusic.com and uh, mate have you got any plans for coming out to Australia?
0: Oh, so, you know, I just did a, uh, last year I came out and I did a show in uh, the country right next to you. New New Zealand. (laughs) uh, Sorry, I just forgot. I couldn't think of the word Zealand there for a second. I I was there and I saw, I actually was in the airport uh, in Australia and I looked at and I saw the the opera house and I thought that was great. So I've been really, really close, but I haven't gotten to do a concert there.
1: Well, mate, we'd love to have you down under sometime. And you know, New Zealand's really just another state of Australia, so you've basically been here. (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) I love it, except that they don't have... uh, snakes and spiders, yeah. right, in New Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable.
1: It's a more tame version That's right, Australia, maybe. That's right, mate. Well, we'd love to have you down under sometime. The brand new album, All Things Possible, is out now from Mark Schultz. Mate, I reckon you're a history maker. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to historymakersradio.com. There you can download interviews, subscribe to the podcast, make a donation, Find out about our YouTube channel and maybe connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to historymakersradio.com for more. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Matt Prater. Why don't you go and make history? History.